0: it's true we can get into all this work and it's juicy and there's crystals and the divine feminine we're like i'm here for this and someone's like tell me about your relationship with your dad you're like no no thanks no thank you i'm gonna say no to all of that so these karmic people come in so we're forced to look at it because it's so painful that looking at it is actually less painful than staying where we are so it forces us to deal with our shit is the uh, is the short answer
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am your host, Amanda Johnson, and we are back today with another amazing guest. This woman, whom I do not yet know, I can tell, is full of wisdom, insight, light, uh, positive energy, and not just positive energy, but this very loving, open energy that I can feel from her immediately upon uh Connecting. And so I'm really, really excited to introduce her to each and every one of you and to be surprised where our conversation goes today. So, today, my guest is Cheryl Muir. She is a relationship pattern interrupter who helps frustrated women gain power over the dating drama that consumes them. Cheryl's superpower is identifying the themes and patterns causing chaos in the love lives of smart women. By zeroing in on the core wound behind each pattern, Cheryl's clients shift in just one session. Cheryl is no-nonsense and has an unorthodox approach to healing from twin flames and karmic love. Based in England, Cheryl is a certified life coach with a decade of experience in the study of the human condition. Her work has been featured in Soul and Spirit Magazine, The Huffington Post, Elephant Journal, and Tiny Buddha, as well as The Plenty of Fish and Go Dates blogs. So Cheryl, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for such a warm and loving welcome. This is such a beautiful space already and I'm really excited to hear what, what spirit brings in and, and what, what, what happens here. So yeah, I'm ready.
1: Mm-hmm, me too I already have goosebumps. These conversations oh. never fail to delight and surprise and inspire me, which is why I do this and though yeah. thanks to all of you listening for you know being a reason I get to do something that I love so much um, so stay tuned because I know we're on we're in for a, a wild ride here Cheryl, I love that what you um, one of the things you stand for is karmic relationships twin flames it mm. is not surprising to me because I am no longer surprised when things like this happen in my life, that I had a conversation yesterday with a woman who is all about twin flames. And then another conversation with a woman who said, I've really been curious about twin flames. I said, oh, interesting. I just had a conversation. And now here we are today, less than 24 hours later, and I'm speaking with yet one more woman who also has this passion, interest, knowledge, et cetera. So again, we'll see where we go with that, but I love the synchronicity and I really want to highlight that because everyone listening, there are no such things as coincidences, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: So let's open with this very, what I say, simple yet not always easy question to answer, which is why do you do what you do?
0: Hmm. It's because it's it's the, been the biggest work of my life. So my my background was in publicity. I was in PR for a long time. I was really good at it. You could say it was my zone of excellence. It wasn't my zone of genius though. And really the common thread throughout my whole life was really funky patterns when it came to relationships, not just in dating, although that's where it was particularly volcanic and chaotic. That's where it all erupted. That was the the petri dish that it grew in. But really, it was relationships with friends too, with co-workers, uh, family members, neighbors, random but not so random strangers. My way of relating to fellow humans was really, really strange. And it had a lot to do with the family system that I grew up in. And it's said that 85% of us grew up in a dysfunctional family which is huge. And I imagine that number will diminish as many of us have children and have families and are more conscious. But the vast majority majority of us were raised by parents who had parents who were in the wartime era, right? And especially in the north of England, it was a very traumatic time and it was a very British stiff upper lip kind of, we don't talk about that here. And so our parents grew up in a very emotional time, it was passed on to us. And so for me, a lot of the things I saw growing up was that relationships are painful, marriage isn't safe, you don't want to be committed, you don't want to be relating to people, people are not safe, all this kind of stuff. And so no wonder my relationships were chaotic. And I'm 34 now. And it was really in my early 20s where this started to I started to notice it and it wasn't until my mid-20s when I started to study this work and get into therapy myself that I started to learn about my own stuff. So it's really been a, a product of the past 10 years of studying this myself and working with clients that this is really the work I'm here to do. Mm. And it's something that's so natural for me. It's second nature now. And in fact, that the term relationship pattern interrupter is not my own creation. That is given to me by a friend of mine. And I think when your friends can give those three words that describe you, it's pretty on point. So yeah, I do what I do because it was my biggest work. And that's why I understand it as deeply as I do.
1: And that is it right there, Cheryl. Beautifully said. We do what we're here to do because it's our biggest work. It is what we are here to work through, work with. And I see that across the board in my own life and the lives of everyone I come to, which is why I love this question. And I'm always curious how quickly someone sees that in their own life, which you are so aware of. That is why it's it's your not only what you were brought up in, and now what you have spent the last decade really immersing yourself in. So let's talk about that because I I too raise my hand and say, "Woo, I have had some um, interesting relationship dynamics. And I, I see patterns of mine very clearly. And even to this day go, wow, isn't that peculiar? Boy, that, oh, there that is again, you know? And um, so you said something about, you know, even just, I think I heard you say this, like it you show up in kind of the strange way with certain dynamics or relationships or it right. may, you know, what is that? Help us, help me understand a little better. Like what did you start seeing or noticing that, led you to this realization?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I want to just preface that with saying that it took me a long, long time to realize that. Now I have the know-how and all the dots have joined together. Particularly, I would say since I had my Saturn return and went through all of that, that was really the point where things pivoted for me, which for those that don't know, for me it started about age 29, 30, that kind of timeframe. Before that, it was like hot mess express. <laughs> you know, I knew things were bad. I didn't know why. I, I knew the patterns, but I couldn't go deeper with that. My soul wasn't ready to go deeper with that. And then when I started unlocking this and unleashing this, I started to understand why. So I want just, to just give that as a backstory. It's, it hasn't always been as intuitive as it is now. But what I now ask myself and ask my clients is one simple question, which is who does this person remind you of? Oh. Which is... So I mean, we could, we could just stop the chat right there. That's like a mic drop. Let's boom, finished. <laughs> interview a, over. Holy interview cow! Interview over. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got a Virgo moon at 28 degrees. I'm a fishing. I'm you know. Let's just get it fish bash bosh, done. It's finished. Um, <laughs> I now see why
1: your clients shift in one session. Okay, keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. <laughs> You're like okay, okay. Let's My let's just let's
1: insane. just okay.
0: Rest. Yeah. So. And, and it's taken me 10 years to be able to figure that out. Like, Who does this remind you of? So it's said that um, most of our psychology, 95% of our psychology, in fact, our subconscious is formed before the age of five. There's some variance on the age. It doesn't really matter what the exact age is. But basically, by the time we're, we're a fully formed child in the world, we've got all this messaging around what the world is like, what our relationships are like, like I mentioned before, what a marriage is like, how do men and women relate to each other or men and men or women and women or whatever the dynamic is in the home. I had a client who was LGBT, but she grew up with two women in the home, her mother and her grandmother. Her mother was in the role of the father. Her grandmother was in the role of the mom. It was, there's all different variants on this and it's not specific to gender or, you know, the traditional family or the modern family. There's, It can look lots of different ways. But the point is, by the time we're about five, we've built up that idea. And so we start to seek out people that feel familiar to us and that's when it starts to really take hold so we the opposite can be true as well though so let's say let's reel this back in so let's say you had a father that was let's look at the classic example the the father wasn't present in the home either wasn't physically present or he was there but he his mind and heart and spirit wasn't there right so you go for unavailable men right that's kind of the obvious progression like hello yeah two hands up here we've both we've both had this experience right like yeah um, and this also speaks to a lot of what the masculine collective are going through in terms of connecting to their um, their heart. They, they've been very disconnected to a long time and that's related. So let's say that's the pattern. The opposite can be true as well. So you can seek out someone who is the opposite to that because you're rebelling against what you saw. But mm. either way, there's a familiarity and what that is in a very non-practical and a spiritual sense, is that our inner child is trying to resolve the trauma and trying to close the karmic loop. So, with that man that's unavailable, your inner little girl who's five, still five years old and still very very afraid is saying, "If this man accepts me, then my father loves me. He's finally going to accept me, and I'm finally going to be I'm finally going to be good enough." And we don't consciously think this. We're going, "He's fucking hot, right?" There's it. this christian Christian gray type oh my god not healthy hello but we you know it's it's like that point of attraction as well we talk about that in manifestation but it's also true of relationships what are you attracted to and sometimes it's a sexual attraction too right and you're like well how do i undo that and it's it's a trauma bond often
1: I, I got to interject here because holy yeah. cow, And this is like, again, no coincidence that I literally am going through something right now that this is like, mm. so uh-huh. I'm, and I, I'm at this stage, I was not always, but at this stage now, I have done enough work to blatantly see what is happening, right? It's like, yeah. oh, here he is. Oh, here he's unavailable. Oh, here I feel that little dopamine hit when I right. get his attention Oh, I want more of that oh and I'm literally noticing and tracking what's happening, calling myself out and still doing it like i'm there's this like so and there's a sexual right, of course, there's that sexual oh, chemistry awesome. or attraction going on as well, so <laughs> I'm asking so selfishly and trusting somebody listening is like, thanks for asking this question, Amanda, which is. Even when we are aware, even when that unconscious pattern has become conscious mm. and we see it, what do you recommend or what, I mean, because again, this is, I can see karmic and we could even say this is going beyond even my my father, right? It's going beyond into past lives, ancestral, la, 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 really all is. the way back, way. right? So so uh, this is something I'm here to heal to, uh, we, but for myself, heal, work through, et cetera, so how does this all tie up with the fact that this is karmic? And what am I to do? Am I, you know, what, what do you tell me to do? What do you tell your clients to do?
0: Right. So in that situation, you've, you've gone through. The, in fact, I wrote some steps today. I haven't even shared this with anyone. So this is a full-on exclusive. I was like, what are my steps for actually um, interrupting relationship patterns? So it's threefold. So it's, the first one is identify. So that is, what is the pattern? The second step is introspection, which is what caused the pattern. And the third step is interrupt, which is what will you do now? So you've gone through steps one and two. You've identified what the pattern is. You know what caused the pattern, right? In your family, it's your family of origin. Now, the third thing is interrupt. What will you do now? So that would be my question to you. And it's mm-hmm. not something you have to answer on air now, but that would be, be that's that's the quote unquote, the work, right? What will you do now? And not to give you any spoilers on the answer, but in my experience of both my own healing and my clients, it's not an overnight thing. It's gradual and you don't wake up one day and go, oh, I'm not attracted to arseholes anymore. <laughs> and again, this is not a judgment thing, right? Because we're the common denominator. We're the ones choosing the, the, the asshats and the arseholes. <laughs> um, but it's not a, a sudden thing that you wake up like, "Oh, epiphany. It's a gradual thing that by focusing on ourselves, doing the inner work, being loving towards ourselves, doing this work with other people too, practicing it in platonic situations because this shit comes up with friends as well, all of it, right? When we implement that in every area of our life, gradually we start to be attracted to partners with really beautiful energy. And I saw this happen in my own life and it didn't happen overnight, but I remember the first time I noticed it and I went, oh, oh, this has changed. And I was physically attracted, sexually attracted to men that were just beautiful beings. It's not to say the assholes don't have a certain appeal still. Like this still kind of turned me on. I'm not going to bullshit you. But the attraction to really good human beings, really good men, it struck me and I went, oh, This is how it happens. It happens gradually. And the same is true of the people we have in our life through friendships, the type of clients we attract, audience members, all of it. It's all a reflection. It's all a mirror, right? We all know this. But sometimes the relationship stuff is the last to pivot because it's so deep, not just in our heart, but in, you hit the nail on the head, like lineage. We're talking lifetimes, not just ours, but our our mothers, our sisters, all of it. Mm-hmm. It goes back and back and back. So it's deep. So so that's what I would say about that. When it comes to karmic stuff, it sounds like you could also be dealing with a slightly karmic situation. All that all I want you to know about that is that go it, you feel it deeper. It gets in a little deeper because your soul knows the person. Now we can start getting into And I want like, my
1: next question. So let's yeah, go there. Want, yes. let's, go
0: there. So, let's go there. Yeah. So Okay, it's a slightly different beast when you're dealing with a twin flame. I will say they're pretty rare, but I tend to attract these incredible women into my life who have twin flame energy and who have experienced this insane situation that they can't seem to disentangle themselves from. So what I would say is usually when a twin flame or very strong karmic love connection is at play, there's either one one thing or another thing that's going on there's two different scenarios and i'm seeing like a set of scales it's either you're being too spiritual in addressing it or too practical in addressing it so either you're going full on psychology sledgehammer right through it or you're like oh our souls know each other let's just float around in the breeze and see you know see what happens it's it's somewhere in the middle and it's really about going through all the the stuff we talked about with relationship patterns, but then if the practical stuff's not working, have you done a past life regression, right? Is there a message from a past life? If your soul chose to meet this person again in this lifetime, which it did, what would be the lesson? If you can zoom up and see it from that higher perspective, what would be the lesson? And sometimes when we know about a past life we've shared together, Sometimes our most recent past life, which was my situation, we go, Oh, my last past life with this person ended in this way. And so we came back to balance that out. And for me, it was that simple and also very complex to reach that very simple conclusion. Um, But really, what to know in that situation with twin flames and karmic loves is that it gets in deeper and it's a slightly different beast. You need a slightly different tool. It can feel a little bit like trying to cut a steak with a butter knife. It's like just not working. So you need like a real butcher's cleaver in on that that situation. Mm. So it's a sli- it's like a slightly heavier thing. You feel it deeper. So I hope that I hope that enlightens yeah. you, gives you a bit more to chew on.
1: Yes, it does. And 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 I'm sitting here thinking, okay. And I suppose the having the information, having a, a past life regression or something along those lines, simply arms us with more knowledge, information to then how to navigate. I mean, I'm already, I have an intuitive in this very one simple example. I mean, there's others I could give, but this very present example of there's something um, that seems to be showing up for me that is like, oh, there's something there that we could, of course, it's always easier for me to see what the other person needs to heal. (laughs) like the lesson they're here to learn, but there right. could obviously, there's something right together. Um, so tell me more in terms of like the twin flame, this comes up, I think a lot, it did for me. I, I very much mm-hmm. became interested in twin flames a couple of few years ago when that term first really made itself known to me. I do believe at the time I was in a twin flame relationship. And uh, I, as far as I can tell, I don't want to become overly attached to the labels because I think sometimes that can actually Hinder us at times, but
0: I, I talk about I, that a lot. So I, I love that you said that.
1: Good, and and please elaborate. I mean, there's because I do believe there's also just many versions or definitions or explanations of it. Anyhow, so right. either way, I do know there is something very very strong, twin flame, karmic love, etc. With this other relationship that has now ended. Equally, I I also have been now attracting other people into my life who, you know, we very much know we experienced a past life together. He saw it. He did have a past life regression before meeting me, but he, when he saw me knew exactly who I was and where I came from. And it was very, very powerful. And equally, I have these other connections. I I have deep connections with people very quickly, uh, mm. certain people, all people to some degree and certain individuals, even more so, typically men. So anyway, I, I have this like My question would be What are your thoughts on twin flames? How would you define it? Um, Do we have multiple twin flames? Are there different categories of these relationships? I I would love to hear more.
0: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I used to specialize in twin flames. That was my whole gig, that was my specialist subject, you know. Um, And and naturally, the evolution of this work uh, really nudged me and guided me to expand to all relationships. But it really felt like a. Really intense study into it for that time because I was going through it, and so my take on twin flames. And here's the thing: I'll also give another another Cheryl disclaimer before I explain this. Is you can ask ten different teachers and you'll get ten different answers. So what I would say is trust your gut, and sometimes the answers can make a spin out. So take it all with a grain of salt. Take it as it, as it resonates, right? Which is a good rule of thumb for life. Um, so with twin flames, the information I got from spirit is twin flames are here to assist with our soul's growth evolution and ascension so that is what it's about it's about your growth and evolution there's a lot of information out there and for the love of all things holy for people listening please don't google twin flames you will fall down the rabbit hole and we've we've been down the rabbit hole you don't need to go down it we've done that we've got the t-shirt for you you do not need to go down there because what is said is either one of two things. One, no twin flames are ever in a relationship together ever, or all twin flames are meant to be in a relationship and they're meant to have this massive mission together. Again, it's somewhere in the middle. Like, Let's just ground this in. Some I know some twin flames that are in relationships. They didn't know they were twin flames till I was talking. I'm like, oh, you know what's going on here? Uh-huh. And they're like, oh shit, it makes sense. Um. I know of other leaders in my field, in our field, um, who had a twin flame experience when they were younger. And they're like, honestly, I'm so glad that didn't work out because the person I'm with now is my divine partner. That's what, how they would call it, right? Um, like you said, the labels are not really important, but with twin flames, there is whatever people want to call it. Like there, there are some people that come into our reality that hit us really hard that i call them twin flames but you can call them whatever they get in really deep and for me i see there's only one of those people that that hits to that extreme because if you get someone that's that strong of a soul connection if it's a twin flame for example you really don't need extra karmic people as well i mean there may be some karma you need to clear out with other souls as well notwithstanding that but if there's one real like heavy hitter If you learn the lessons from that, it's kind of like done, packed away. Now let's move on to like a soulmate type of connection, which is that deep falling in love quickly, but it's easy. Twin flames are very tumultuous. Now, here's where it gets a little scary because people hear that twin flames are difficult and they go, oh, I'm with my twin flame. I'm like, no, you're with someone that's abusive and you're in a trauma bond and that's not the same. And if that's the case, get out. I don't care what you want to label it as. It's not healthy. Get out. So we need to be really careful and and look at these labels with a healthy dose of reality, with a healthy amount of psychology as well. And understand too that with twin flames, there's a metaphysical element that's not present with other types of soul to soul connections. There's a telepathy, there's a psychic connection, you know where they are, you know what they're feeling. It's you're connected at such a deep soul level and again there's multiple theories as to how that is it doesn't really matter because we're on planet earth when we get back to the in-between worlds we'll we'll know again oh yeah i remember what that is but we're in in earth school and we forget everything because we're meant to learn all the lessons and it wouldn't be a test if we knew the answers right so the point is we're so connected with twin flames at a deep soul level that's why we feel it so deeply so it just means that we need to keep that in mind And I feel like there's someone listening. I'm sure they'll DM me on Instagram after hearing this, which is usually the case. And they'll go, "Oh my god, this is exactly what I was experiencing. No one understands it. I thought I was nuts." And this is how we know not everyone experiences twin flames, because when I experienced it, the people around me who were spiritual people, they're like, "No, I." They're like, "Oh, just cut the cords. It's not a cord cutting situation with this person. It's deeper than that." And so, yeah, I I could talk about twin flames all day, but what I really want people to know is understand that the metaphysical stuff is happening and it's real. Understand that, no, it doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship with this person. And three, look at it from the higher perspective and ask yourself, what does my soul need to learn from this? If my soul chose this to encounter this person, what would be the lesson? And the simple way to look at that is simply asking the question, what hurts the most, Mm. right? Is it his absence that hurts the most, him being away? Is it the fact that he's with someone else? I mean, mine was married and in a cult. Like, you can't get much more unavailable than a married man that's in a cult. Like, my soul was like, okay, you've got a pattern with unavailable men, so you know who we're going to send in? You're going to have to look at this. And I'm like, holy moly. It, I was forced to look at it and I'm like, this is serious. So was there a deep soul connection with that person? Of course. Was it unhealthy? Yes. Right. And I own my part now, I'm not proud of it. Um, but that's the honesty of what happened. Right. And so we are forced to look at our patterns. So um, yeah, the question is, what hurts the most? Is it the fact that they're with someone else? Is it the fact that they keep going and coming back? Like what's the pattern and what emotions does it evoke in you? And where does that come from? And that's where the work is. So that's a lot. Um yeah, take take that okay. as it resonates and, and feel welcome to guide me.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And I I'm everything you just said, I was going through and going, hmm, okay. And and I found myself at times thinking, oh, maybe it wasn't a twin flame, maybe it was a trauma bond. You know, so I can feel where I waver a little bit. And I imagine right. even those listening are like, oh, wait, which is it? What was it? Right. So of course there's far more. Uh, I'm sure there's more to be supported with and helped with, and and mm-hmm. and equally there is um, there, there are a lot that came up. I love that question. What hurts the most? Because immediately I was like, mm, not living up to his potential, and that's also a pattern that I. So I do know that's my own mirror reflection, right? So yeah. as as I heal that within myself, that is shifting who I'm attracting. Mm-hmm. But now I want to go back because there is so we there there's the twin flames. I even heard you say, not all of us will experience one necessarily. And those who do, y- you may just have one in a lifetime, it sounds like. Yeah. Like there's just that one. And I have talked with other people and then my own experience has been, while I would not equate them all, like they they aren't oh, the same, you know, there is right. that one, which is like, and, yeah. and I have these, what feel like deep, like, whoa, where is that coming from? Just, yeah. and even if they're short-lived or and or I feel that I can go very deep very quickly with individuals. Mm. So do you want, can you talk to that at all or?
0: Yeah, because we're, we're all humans and we all feel and we've had multiple past lives with multiple different people and no two soul journeys are the same. So this is why when it gets into this, it's, it starts to get into the territory of working through this you know in a one-to-one setting whether that's you know you and i or the person listening or whatever the situation is um because no two situations are the same and it really gets into it's the image i'm getting is like a tapestry and you start to pull the thread and it all starts to unravel and you're like it's all unraveled now what do we do with this and it takes some time and some expertise with someone holding space whether that's a counselor or a coach or me or whomever to pick through it and say what's going on here Right, what's going on practically, what's going on spiritually? And the way I do the work is I'd say I'm 60% practical and 40% spiritual. I've, I've got a lot of Taurus and a lot of Virgo, but then a lot of Scorpio. So there's the psychic and then there's the groundedness. So I um, oscillate between the two. And that's why with this work, I've been really, really able to dig into these deep spiritual connections and say, yes, this probably is a twin flame. This probably is a karmic person. Um, and not but, but and this is also linked to some trauma you went through. And I'll know that because we'll go through in a session. Okay, t- the first questions I ask is straight in for the jugular. What's your relationship like with your father? What's your relationship like with your mother? Describe your family home, right? Because we start to get into this, what were you taught about the world, right? You, you um, come into the world, your soul forgets everything. Your human self is like, where am I? What fresh hell is this? I'm on earth again. Oh, God, Right. And we have to go through this process of remembering it all. And then we go through that process of learning who we are in the world, like I talked about. So it's about finding, well, what is going on here? Are you able to go deep with people because there's a real soul connection? Do you go deep with people because there's something with codependency there? Do you go deep with people because these people are really linked to you and you know that? Is that a personality trait or is it a pattern or is it both? Right? Like there's lots of different layers to this and different options. So, and it can, it can be a combination too. Like we talked about twin flame versus trauma bond. It can also be both. Mm, mm -hmm. It can be a twin flame situation and you can both have had a lot of trauma. Right. So it's, I'd I want to give you a really sexy answer, but the answer is that it's complicated.
1: Yeah. And actually that is sexy because what that does is uh, it reminds each of us that we're all, we are all going to have our unique experience of this. And so those listening, something may have resonated, something may not have, you may have your own questions and be like, well, what is that? And that that is, That's what's beautiful about this work, what Cheryl does, what you do, Cheryl. Um, Helping guide people to that for themselves. So I, oh, I, I will, I will no longer turn this into a private coaching no.
0: session. <laughs> no, 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 you know what? I, I, did draw a bit of a boundary there on, unintentionally, somewhat. But um, I, I actually would be open to doing a live coaching, uh, a recorded coaching session on this and turning it into an episode. But I'm not sure you would want that because the, the depths I would want to go to, you might most people would not want public um but it's really interesting though isn't it because what we just did there for however long we were we were in that is to really give people an idea of what this work looks like because it's like what you started with is here's the pattern i know this is a pattern i actually know where it came from but i don't know what to do and the women that come to me are exactly in that stage three of i've done a lot of work i've been through therapy coaching but but now what
1: yeah yeah and that's
0: that's where i do the work
1: Amazing. Well, yeah. great. Okay. Well, we'll continue this conversation offline. And for all of you listening who were like, oh, but I wanted to know more, well, you're going to have to reach out to Cheryl or wait and see if we come out with a recorded uh, version of it later. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I feel like there's still, I, I want to shift, but I think there's still one more question. And, and mm-hmm. it's something yeah. for me around your, and I don't know if this is the question, but I'm going to ask it. What is, guys, like for you, Why are there karmic relationships? What is your, why do they exist? What's your take on it?
0: There's there's two things really. It's from the spiritual side, it's the clearing karma, right? Something went down in a past life that wasn't um, ideal. And so we need to balance that out. Something happened that was traumatic. Karma is really just unprocessed emotions from a prior lifetime. Just like trauma is unprocessed emotions from this lifetime, it's, it's like that, but from another lifetime. So we come back to encounter this person to figure it out either consciously or unconsciously, but we're clearing the karma with that, this person. And we know it's clear when we kind of send them on their way and we don't necessarily want them in our lives anymore, or we might choose to depending on what the situation is. But either way, we energetically can walk away from that and really wish them well. And it's that whole loving someone from a distance, which was my situation, right? It's like, I really wish you all the best, but this is not a good situation for me. And that's me putting myself first. And that was my karma. His is whatever it is. That's not mine to to take on, right? And of course, I wanted to take that on earlier on because I was massively codependent, overgiving. That's what I learned in my family. Let me take care of you first because I learned in my family, my needs are not important. That was the whole thing. Um, So karmic relationships, definitely from the spiritual side, there's that. But from the practical side, because... We feel it so deeply, we're forced to look at our stuff. And people often ask me, why is it relationships are so painful? And even though some of this comes up in friendships, but it doesn't bother me as much. And the reason is intimacy is where our deepest wounds are housed. And it really goes back to our childhood home again. The first relationships we have are with our mother and our father, again, depending on our family system and who's present in the home. And so we, we learn a lot about relationships from them. And it's, it's, there's a lot about attachment theory out there. Um, if anyone wants to hit me up to talk about attachment theory more, I definitely can. Um, if not, just Google it. There's some wonderful whiteboard animations on the YouTube machine. Um, but attachment theory is basically, um, we either have healthy attachment or unhealthy attachment. And unhealthy attachment is what most of us have, which means some form of trauma happened between the main caregiver and the baby whereby you didn't think it was safe. You were crying and no one came. Um, you had a wet nappy, wet diaper, and no one came to you. You were, um, you know, maybe it was later on, you were four or five years old and you didn't know when they were getting home from work to feed you, right? You were neglected, you were left alone. Neglect has multiple layers as well. It's not just the, NSPCC adverts. That's a children's charity in the UK. It's not just the adverts that look like really extreme neglects. There's emotional neglect too, which many of us actually experienced and didn't know. So with these karmic loves, they come in to make us look at all of this because I mean, even as I'm saying this, people are like, this is some heavy shit. Like, I don't want to, like, I saw a meme the other day and it said something like, um, you know, the divine feminine howls at the moon and da, da, da. And then it said, therapist, tell me about your father. No. right? (laughs) And I'll I'll have to find that meme. It was amazing. And it's, (laughs) Amanda's just cracking up here. It's amazing. Um, I'll try and find this as we're talking. So basically the meme said that, and it just really made me laugh because it's true. We can get into all this work and it's juicy and there's crystals and the divine feminine. We're like, I'm here for this. And someone's like, tell me about your relationship with your dad. You're like, no, no, thanks. No, thank you. I'm going to say no to all of that. So these karmic people come in. So we're forced to look at it because it's so painful that looking at it is actually less painful than staying where we are. So it forces us to deal with our shit is the, uh, is the short answer.
1: There it is. There it is.
0: And I'm trying to find this meme. I've got to find it. It's genius. It might be on my Instagram actually, but I will find it for you. It's amazing.
1: Thank you. And then the new meme is why karmic relationships? It forces you to look at your shit. That, yeah, all right. yeah so- I
0: think I'm actually going to have to create that.
1: There you go. So everyone, Cheryl Muir exclusive on that and um, everyone, <laughs> thank you for letting us go there. Thank you, Cheryl, for ta- letting me go there and uh, doing at least a, a sneak peek into what that could really look like. I actually found it very useful and I trust everyone else did. Plus the amount of knowledge and I mean, incredible um, information you shared with us on all of these things. I am, I am certainly uh, more enlightened and, and fascinated by all of this. So thank you so much. Wow.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, we're not quite done yet. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I've got three closing questions to ask of Cheryl. And then we are going to make sure you know where to find her. It is at her website, CherylMuir.com. You can look at her name here. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, she even has a quiz. So actually, if you were like, okay, I want to know more, you want to know about that, I'm going to have to go take this quiz now because <laughs> I need to know if I met my twin flame or not. So go to her website, take the quiz, reach out, connect with her, send her in a private message. I know she would love to answer your questions and connect, connect mm-hmm. even more. But before we let her go, I have three questions myself, which is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be completely honest. This is probably, again, an unsexy answer. Um, It's a a lady called Lucy B, and she produces um, really beautiful natural coconut oils, coconut oil products here in the UK. And she has a really massive audience on Instagram, and she shows up as herself. And I think, in this age of bullshit, I think it is so refreshing to have someone who's. You know, from the place that I'm from, from Britain, and um, flying the flag and just being herself despite having a huge audience. So I'm going to say Lucy B.
1: That's awesome. And I, I think that's super sexy. And I love the reason why you find her inspiring. Amazing. Okay. What place or activity most inspires you right now?
0: Oh, I'm coming to you from a farm. I can literally see sheep outside the window. So I'm going to say anywhere with lots of green greenery grass and animals of any kind of all kinds is so good for my soul Mm,
1: I love that last question is what is one book that has inspired you on your journey
0: oh gosh there's so I mean there's so many um I would say specific to this work and one that had the massive impact packed on me a couple of years ago. Um, and I met him and he gave me the most profound wisdom. He's a beautiful soul is, um, Robert Holden's book called Lovability. Um, I wish I'd wrote that book myself and it had been channeled through me, but that was not the case. Um, and w- you know, when I met Robert and I, I bought his book, um, it was at Hay House workshop actually. And he'd said something on the stage of, uh, you need to understand that your self image may never be ready for your soul's work. I was like, oh, your self-image may never be ready for your soul's work. What? So I met him, and me being me, I went up to him like, oh, my God, when you said that, it was some juicy shit. And he was just like in hysterics. It was like I've literally never been taught to like this in my entire life. Um, <laughs> he said to me just so profoundly, he, he's got such this, this gentle voice. He said, but Cheryl, what you need to ask when you you when you when have in those thoughts is just say to yourself, would my soul say that? No, no, it wouldn't. I'm like. Oh, he is so full of wisdom. And again, he's a British um, thought leader as well. I feel really called to kind of mention, give a shout out to some of my fellow Brits. So Robert Holden, if you don't know his work on love, it's really deep and really profound. So um, yeah, I've got to give him a shout out.
1: Well, thank you for that because I haven't read his work and um, I always love hearing new, new leaders, new teachers, new authors, new books. I will be sure to also link to that in the show notes if anyone mm. wants to go copy, check it out. Again, connect with Cheryl, CherylMuir.com and uh, let her know just all your juicy questions that she can help you with because obviously she's got a gift here, ladies and gentlemen. So Cheryl, thank you so much for being here. This was such a treat.
0: Oh, this is this is like hanging out with a, a a new old friend. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we definitely have a karmic connection.
0: We have we've, we've met. We've we don't met. have any karma to clear where we were just like sisters. Let's just come back and do this thing again. This is just too fun. <laughs>
1: Good to see you again. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It, that's right. Good to see you again. So <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in and listening. And I trust absolutely you got one, two, or 10 things from this uh, inspired conversation today. Be sure to like it if you share it with a friend who also maybe has been like, I've been wondering about this whole twin flame thing. Great episode to share with them. Uh, And then of course, help us spread the word even further by liking it or, or reviewing it or giving it those five, four, three stars. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be four or five stars uh, on, that, on that rating. And also subscribe because of course, the more uh, you're being notified of these, the more you get the inspiration into your daily life and we can hopefully reach more people with these messages of love and inspiration. So until next time, I wish you all many blessings.